Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. So welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast and today we are talking sex with Fidel. Yay. <laughs> welcome. My favourite subject, I think, isn't it, Nan? <laughs> it's a very interesting subject, and I think it's one that's not talked about often enough. Like, it's so taboo that people shy away from certain conversations around it, and I just don't think it should be that way. And I right. often think that people aren't either confident enough in themselves to talk about it, or they want to talk about it, and then they, they stop like the conversation going too far. So I thought it'd be really great if we could explore that and, you know, your work with men, not that I'm not saying that you're a sexual worker with men, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. No, I'm joking. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> when I was a young boy. <laughs> um, disclaimer, that is a joke. Please that not be offended. Joke. No, please don't be offended. <laughs> so would you like to tell people a little bit about yourself before we dive in sharing this into our groups um yeah so my name is fidel bohill i am the modern man coach hashtag the kingmaker i work with i'm a i'm a life coach you know and i own that title i'm a life coach for men uh mainly work with guys who've been through breakups divorces um and how we'll have a midlife crisis i help them with dating i help them with relationships and i just help them uh get their shit together in life in general really brilliant do they ever go on Say that again. That's my tagline. More money, more energy, more sex. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Do they, they often talk to you about sex? Yeah, sex is a big part Yeah. of, of their lives. Yeah, for, for men, it's, a, it's weird. It's one of those, give them what they want, uh, sell them what they want, give them what they need. Like, uh, a lot of guys are, it's a motivator, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For men, connecting with women properly and being able to have more sex, whether it's with their partner um, or if they're if they're single being able going out dating and getting new partners and just generally having sex is is quite a strong motivator for for lots of men not all men but yeah for for lots of them why do you think sort of it's a way if if you nail that bit if we use that motivator like you're a confidence coach right and and so in order for men so one of the things we have in current society is that the men are the instigators Mm-hmm. Like it's expected that men are the risk takers and the instigators of sexual and uh, relate interactions, right? Yep. So we're the ones that have to open up. We're the ones that have to have the chat up lines. We're the ones that have to open up the conversations. We're the ones that have to make the first move. Um, and so with that comes great anxiety for a, for a lot of men. Um, so in order to kind of overcome that anxiety, we need to build confidence, right? Mm-hmm. That confidence and and sex is a great motivator so if we can build that confidence and get guys interacting with women and feeling brave and confident in that area of their life that confidence spills out in into all the other areas as well um and then it's it's seen differently when the woman chats a man up 
or it has been seen differently but times do you think times are changing with that I think so. I think times are changing a little bit, but not that much. Yeah. Not that much. And you know, you know me, I talk a lot about um, masculine and feminine energy and, and that dynamic. And, and in some ways, I'm a little bit old schooler. And, and it's not even, I think we've, we've, we've misunderstood it on our kind of our concepts of masculinity and why men should, should, should take the lead on these sort of things come, comes from like the reason why we dislike it is because it comes from recent history mm-hmm. where things were wrong and, and, and toxic and a little bit broken between men and women. And they have been for a few hundred years. But prior to that, um, life was very different. And we knew stuff that we don't, that we've forgotten now. Um, and I think it's, I, I still, I think it's beautiful when men actually lead the dance. It's like tango, like somebody has to lead this stuff. Um, and it doesn't, it shouldn't be done with in a sense of control or power. Leadership isn't about that. Leadership is about the person that's brave enough to take the risk. Mm-hmm. Right? And from a primal level, that's where it comes from. Again, we should probably do a disclaimer about um, same-sex relationships and people who are trans and all of that sort of stuff. Um, that's not my bag. I don't know enough about it to speak no. about it. So I speak about heterosexual or cisgender people. Um, yep. So I've got great respect for everybody, but that's my bag because I know it and understand it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well said. <laughs> so, like, I I generally think that if your intentions are pure and and, and good, um, there's nothing wrong with men no. needing that. And I think it's a beautiful thing when that masculine energy comes, and and women really appreciate it when men do it properly and and with integrity. And make a decision rather than <laughs> yeah, absolutely with consideration. So I, 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 I work a lot with, with my guys in a, in a, in a dating, in the dating world to, to, to know how to do that properly. Yeah. So it's not like we're going here. Like you ask questions first. My favorite question is what don't you eat? <laughs> so it's not, what do you like? See the, what do you see the difference? Uh-huh. What do you, what do you want to eat? Leaves you making massive decisions. Well, you know, anything. All right. So the question is actually, what, what don't you eat? Okay. Mally? That's interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. What well, don't eat broccoli? You don't eat broccoli. <laughs> Is that it? You don't see No, I can plan anything. But lots of people go, well, I don't, I don't like seafood. So then I, all I know is I'm not going to book a seafood restaurant. Right? Yeah. Now I know what I'm not going to do. So what I don't want to do is upset you. Everywhere else is good, right? Um, whereabouts, whereabouts do you live? I'm going to book a restaurant that's nearby. I'm going to pick a time where you can get home while it's still light or whatever. So it's easy to you to get. So it's done with consideration, but I'm still making the decisions and I'm leading, leading the process, but I'm doing yeah. it with consideration to make sure that you're happy and comfortable. And yeah. as we move forward into this conversation, that is also the same for the bedroom, right? I was going to say that's the next step. So would you consider those sorts of questions in, in a, in a bedroom situation? For sure. What don't you yeah. like? What don't you like? What don't you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, I have a couple of rules. Don't don't hit me and don't stick anything up your bum. Like, you know, apart from that, we're good. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like what you like, right? But I mean, it takes a while to get there and be comfortable enough to go. Well, actually, no, I don't like that. Because I think yeah. some people let things go on and let things happen because they don't they they don't feel comfortable to say I don't I don't like that bit, but I like this bit. Let's do this bit some more. But, and I guess it's because they've never been asked, right? Sometimes you just, it happens or somebody does it to you and then you go, shit, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> and then that saying, so telling somebody to stop, right, is very, very different to getting it out there in the first place. If it's done, if it's done correctly. 
Yeah. All this stuff is about communication. And if, if a guy has set a nice, comfortable, masculine container for that, which starts earlier on in the evening or in your life in general, if you're in a long-term couple, then those conversations, women feel much more com- comfortable having that conversation if, if they feel secure with you. Yeah. Because you, you have to connect. It's like sex is a big part of a relationship. And that's why I think it should be more openly spoken about. Because if, if you're not speaking about that bit of it, there, there's a big bit missing. Yeah. So how, how, how would you recommend people get comfortable with having those conversations? Yeah, man. Do you know what? Like, you've just got to do it. It's one of those, isn't it? Like, we're, especially for British people. Like, oh, talking about sex. is really difficult. <laughs> sex or money. Uh, we just don't like it, do we? The same, it's the same yep. kind of like, we're just drilled into us that we're not supposed to, um, we're just not supposed to talk about it. It's not, the, it's not the done thing. So people don't have the language for a start half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, and the stuff that I've learned really is about not always having the conversation in the moment. So almost having the conversation outside the the sexual element yeah yep. you know what i mean no, have it not before. in the moment before yeah, yeah. Or, or after after uh, is a yeah. really good place like, like you know? a debrief <laughs> yeah a debrief did you like that yes or no well because you've got that nice little hazy glow and everything's there and you're really connected to that do you yeah. know what i mean and there's that bond between you at, at, at that moment and it was like well, you know would you would, like, is there anything you'd like to try next time da, da, da. so afterwards is a really good time or like well before in the morning yeah. or or thing and actually that can set the tone uh, I, there's an old phrase, isn't there, that I've used, like, men are switches, women are dials, right? Lots of, again, lots of women, I believe, yep. one of them disagree with me and go, well, I must be a man then, because I'm a switch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like for a lot of guys, you, you just got to look at, look at us or whatever, and we're just like, ping, ready, ready for action. Like, yep. For a lot of women, it, it's a slower process. And so actually having that conversation outside of the immediate sexual part can mm. be a, a great way to start turning the dial um, and then continuing that conversation via text or phone calls and stuff throughout the day. Yeah. Um, set, set the thing. Because sex isn't just the act, is it? It's everything that goes with it. For sure. And that's where I feel some people, um, like, not fall down, but they see that that is it. That, that is the, that, you know, you just have sex and... D-I-V. Penis in vagina, like that yeah. one bit. That's, oh, that's not foreplay. Like that happens first. Then we have that. Then we have a cuddle. And then we get on with our lives. Like, that's a very British, isn't it? It's a little process. Yeah, but it's not. It's not that. It's yeah. it's everything that goes with it. And like you said, you know, you just like just after you're connected with that person, you've just done something together, and you know, having having that conversation carry on, I think is is important to keep improving that relationship. So from a biological point of view, I did a post about this recently, um, more so in women, but it does, it does get released in men is oxytocin. Like, uh, and after sex, we are kind of bathed in a biological, your body is awash with, with oxytocin and oxytocin is a bonding chemical, right? It's, it's present in labor um, and in childbirth and it's there to, to join two people together. Like, that's that that's why it's present it helps mm-hmm. two people bond together um and so it's a great time to have that conversation afterwards when you're both bathed in oxytocin um and endorphins and all that happy stuff like do you know what i mean and you're all connected then it, that's, that's a really safe space um and it's something that you can 
kind of with that kind of, with that knowledge you can cultivate it you know? yeah yeah that makes sense so what would you say to guys that aren't aren't comfortable enough or confident enough to go and have that conversation practice so practice on your own i i, I don't know whether you do this with your clients as well and i i, I do this anyway with, with like setting boundaries um i had a client the other day and we're just that to practicing him not accepting work from other people in, in his workplace i'm like you've got to practice saying saying no like or first step is not even saying no because you're not, not ready to do that but what we're going to do first of all is go i'm going to come back to you in 15 minutes and give you an answer as to whether i can do that or not and mm-hmm. that gives you 15 minutes to go away and practice your no right and so then i've got him in the mirror actually just learn it practicing saying no um i've done quite a bit of martial arts japanese jiu-jitsu one of the things our instructor always used to to tell us is, is to practice in the mirror so, like stop like using forceful language and body yeah. language practice in the mirror over and over and over again so when you're in that situation the words are there and they're ready because we're not used to telling people no stop move back and and, and this sort of stuff in a in that tone yeah so likewise in this um in a sexual format if you're not used to speaking to people or asking somebody or telling people i didn't i didn't enjoy that i really don't mm-hmm. want you to do that anymore um I work with nice guys as well who are definitely not comfortable with with talking about what they like and what they don't like. Um, to practice, practice in the mirror, practice with yourself. Like kissing on your hand, remember when you were a kid? When you were a kid, yeah. And then, then you got the apple out or what was it, something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <The> apple pie. <laughs> um, that's a really good point, actually, because I, I also tell people to talk to themselves in the mirror, like look yourself in the eye. If you can get comfortable and, and confident enough to do that, then you'll be able to go out and have those difficult conversations or it makes them less difficult. Because if you're used to hearing the words. And another way of doing it is, is through text message. Like, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. Um, and you can have these conversations, either write them down, leave notes for each other and stuff like that if you're in a long-term, if you're in a long-term relationship. Um, yeah, start having the conversation. If you're not comfortable with doing it face-to-face, send a text message. Just go, did you enjoy that last night? Is that good? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and... <laughs> Women tend to like that, being contacted. <laughs> being contacted afterwards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a big one, guys. That's a big one. Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even perfect to that myself. Like, you know, we, we've, it's different. Men and women do experience this differently, and a lot of that is to do with the levels of oxytocin. Um, there, there is more to it than that, but it plays a massive part because for women get a, a much bigger dose of oxytocin than, than men do. And so yeah. there is a connection after sex. And if, if we don't maintain that contact, it feels very different for, for women. It does. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to that, being a woman. Yeah. And, and, and guys, just, you know, unless you're going to, send me a text message to tell me how amazing I was last night, like, you know, or something like that, then I'm quite happy not speaking to you ever again. No. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it's a different, it's a different experience for sure. A different experience, different reasons. Yeah. And that is hormonal. Like that, it's just fact that a man and a female are different and yep. have different um, biology. It's, you, you, you can't change that. So biology plays a part and also 
it's a combination of everything, isn't it? There's biology plays a part. Um, social constructs play a part. <clears throat> you know, we've been brought up with D- Disney romance and everything else like that, which I only discovered a few months ago that romantic, the concept of romantic love is only a few hundred years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, for us. Like, yeah. that blew my mind, right? That blew <laughs> my mind because it's such a thing now. It's such a fact that romance yeah. is a thing. It's like, no, 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 we only invented it. And in fact, only in Western Europe and kind of America is it even a thing. Large parts of the world, unless they've been touched by American Hollywood cinema, romance just isn't a thing. It's possible to just have sexual relations without buying flowers. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, if you think think back to like arranged marriages and people just like getting together to procreate, basically, rather than as... Well, not a hobby, but something that you enjoy that's part of your life. So there was always the, the, the dual layer. So marriage in itself and long-term monogamy was a, was a practical arrangement, right? It was about yeah. finances, along with the Industrial Revolution and all that sort of stuff and capitalism. Blah, blah, blah. But, and, and even then, there was usually a duality to it. So we'd have, a, and in a lot of places in, in the world, including like, well, my dad's Jamaican over, over there, really, really normal for people to have the wife right where you have you have the wife and that's where all the business done they get the main home da, 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 and you have family and kids and then you yeah. have the girlfriend right? and in a load of cultures that's still very similar um that's quite patriarchal and in favor of of men but like men and women there's still this thing of where we where we understand where we want a long-term monogamous relationship because because life, because mortgages, because card company and all this sort of stuff. You shouldn't but be absolutely. with someone for financial purposes. Like, come on. But we look at that as being bad, like as if it's something wrong. But actually, it makes perfect sense. As long as we can also then go over there and still have sex with all the other beautiful people that we fancy. Like, you know? And so I what's, your, what's, your, what's your opinion on monogamy then? <sighs> Listen, the day that marriage was invented was the day that cheating was invented. Like that happened on the same day. Like I just humans are rubbish at monogamy. We yep. fail in every corner of the world. In like Saudi and stuff like that, they'll stone you to death for cheating. Stone you in front of your families to death. Yep. I can't think of many worse things to happen. And guess what? People still bloody do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's not enough to put people off, right? It shows that we're running. We're going against something here. Why do you think uh, people cheat then? Is this just like no, something no, that we no, should no. be doing? What, what we should no, just, everyone no, should just be even that chatting word, everyone? For me to even call it that, I'm, I'm, now this is going live, I'm never going to get another girlfriend again ever <laughs> after coming out with this. So, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to break out of, because this is a societal contract that's, that's done this to us, right? You yeah. know, um, and we, we ignore this kind of animal. And now I see the younger generations are kind of, listen, they're, they're, they're taking things very, very differently. And they're being a lot more open about it. All of that kind of lifestyle is not without its pitfalls. Don't get me wrong. But I don't see, when we've got marriage rates of, divorce rates of over 50%, plug for my new book, The Modern Man's Guide to Divorce, coming out in November. Um, when we've got divorce rates happening at like over 50%, we've got to realise that like, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't a thing anymore. We're living longer. And then those are really divorce rates. I think of all the people that are miserably married for mm-hmm. much, much longer um, and never get divorced. And, and uh, this is, it doesn't matter. You can love somebody totally, but we all know that you can still look at the woman or the man who's walking down the street and go, nice ass, like, you know, and you would. Like you would. Well, it's just appreciation it of something, isn't it? 
and you still would if it wasn't for the damage it would do to the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have to look at that. We have to look at that damage and where it's coming from and what it's actually about and, and whether it's real or not, or whether it's something that we've been conditioned to feel. Well, there's the, there is that side of things with the conditioning with you, when you look at, like you say, Disney and romance and the, the, the language used in media and the films and the things that are portrayed, it gives you this false sense of well, hope. I suppose, like, but you never see after the film. No, and we say, so we're in a relationship, right? I cheat on you. Mm -hmm. you your belief is that that means that you're not enough for me um, and that, that that isn't love. I obviously don't love you enough and everything and all this other gumph that comes along with it. How often do you hear people going, that was, it was nothing. It didn't mean anything to me. It was a one night stand or something like that. I just fancied it. It was one of those things. I was in the moment. It doesn't yep. take away my love for you. And yet we refuse to believe that person. No, you've broken my heart. Get out. Um, never darken my doors again. And mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know. One of them's lying. Did you say one at a time? One of them's lying. Like one, one, them's one, lying. Side, one side is wrong, but one side is consistently done time and time again and has been done for since every human existence. The other side has only been around a few hundred years. Yeah, that's a good point. And it is that, do you live within the constraints of society or your own relationship and boundaries? I think that we, we, relationships are changing. They're just changing. More and more people are looking at more bespoke ways of, of living that suits them as individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, I like a label more than anybody else. Um, this is some stuff that we disagree with completely. Like, there's loads of people just like, don't label me a thing. I like a label. I think labels are really useful to be able to discuss complex human thought processes and emotions and stuff like that. Um, but, I, you know, we are, we are individuals and every relationship is different and nuanced. And to have these rigid structures where we go, we start by judging its success on how long it's lasted is nonsense. Mm -hmm. My ex-wife actually opened my eyes to this when we yeah. were going through our divorce. And I was like, oh, I kind of feel like we've failed. She was just like, I do not view our marriage as a failure. It was, it's not a failure. Our marriage was successful. We were together. We were in a relationship for 15 years. We had wonderful children. We were great parents to each other's kids. Yeah. Um, we built a great life. We had a great life together. And then it stopped being romantically interesting for both of us. You know, there were bits of it that it was just finished. And so we chose then to walk away from each other before one of us cheated, cheated. or did something that would, that would have caused a problem, right? Yeah. And if that isn't a bit like... A beautiful relationship. I am so proud of my marriage. Like, it's not a failure. It was a fantastic relationship that lasted and ran its course. And yeah. it's come to an end. I've had some amazing relationships that have lasted eight hours. Like, <laughs> what I mean? Yep. Like, and they were brilliant. It wasn't a failed relationship. It was fantastic. Thank you. Like, and I still get on with lots of women that I've had short uh, relationships with. Yeah. Um, it's cool. There's, like, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be forever. It's that thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's for, just for now, not forever. It can be. It can be. Yeah. And some people want, want, more, want more than that. And yes. but it, I, would just, I would just say that's, that's worthy of a conversation. It's worthy of all of us questioning that and thinking a bit deeper about why, what we're really looking for um, and what, why we really want that and why we believe in it, where, where have those thought processes come from. And so this is a massively important conversation to be having, I think.
It is. Because um... sex, sex just, it's just such an underlying powerful factor in our lives, yet we spend all our time denying it. It's like not stopping ourselves from eating. Like, you know, it's like going, no, 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 you're only allowed to be, you know, vegan for the rest of your life <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? You're only allowed to eat tomatoes forever. Like what crazy thing is that? You're only allowed to go to one restaurant. Like... No, I said that. <laughs> I'm just throwing the questions out there. I'm totally aware that I'm never going to get a girlfriend again after this conversation. Nah. But um, yeah, I think we need to be having these conversations. I think more and more people need to think about it and need to need, need to open up and be honest about it as well with women and men that you're having interactions from. The more, like, own your shit. We've had a comment here saying, um, from Darren, saying it's biological in both male and female. It's social judgment that forces monogamy, which I found really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, listen, I'm not saying this is a man thing. Women, as, as we know now, through the last, our generation, especially of, of women's em, empowerment, um, and that's definitely moving in, 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 um, in, into sex and stuff like that. More and more women are, are absolutely more confident. And they're, in fact, they're leading the way in this conversation um, because women are generally a little bit more progressive with, with being able to think and, and be connected with their, with their emotions and having language around this sort of stuff. And they get mm-hmm. a bit fed up with men trying to catch up. But guys need to be a bit more sensitive and, and able to communicate around sex, for sure. And more owner stuff. We've got this weird thing going on where, and, and I, I've been guilty of this in the past, where you get to a, an assumption that every woman you have an interaction with is going to want more from you. And in the long run, they are going to want to have your babies and marry you or be with you forever. So then what men do is they, they lie and pretend to be something else to get sex. And they pretend that they're going to give you in exchange for this long-term relationship, because we think that's what all women want from us. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually now, especially dating in your, in later in life, like, you know, I've, I've gone on dates with women who are in their 40s and stuff. They've got a business. They've got a job. They've got a home. They've got their kids. The last thing they want is me moving in and dropping my pants on the floor. Do you know what I mean? What they're actually after is somebody to have a decent conversation with, enjoy some time, some, some, some nice meals out when they haven't got their kids and stuff, and some great sex. Like, yeah. And, they, and they're, ready to, they're ready to own that. And they're like, wow, when a guy comes up and goes, look, you know, is this – does that suit you? They're like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's what I want. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to get married again. You know, I've just got out of all of that stuff and I'm enjoying my life. I've got my life. And yeah. what I'm after is a bit of company when I haven't got my kids and in between time and some sexting and stuff like that. Sexting. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that side of things because it kind of, well, not kind of, it does. It builds things up. You get, get you excited. Sexting. Yeah. Yeah. Sexting is good, but... I hate the word, but... Yeah, shit, isn't it? <laughs> it's a really shit word. It's shit. Sex it, but that sexual communication well, guys get it really wrong as well, don't they? Sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What you you talk about this. How do we get it wrong? Um just like unsolicited like from strangers, like come on. Again, like build it up. But I don't know, I don't it's asking the right questions like you said earlier how are you supposed to know if you don't have the conversations or they just go straight in with sending a picture of their dick it's like i i I don't i don't want to see that until i tell you i want it 
<laughs> when I want it, I'll tell you. <laughs> Unsolicited dick pic. It's a phenomenon, isn't it, man? It's a, rec- a recent phenomenon. I've been trying to get to the bottom of it for ages because uh, like, my brain doesn't work like that. So I'm trying no. to figure it out. Um, yeah. Why you would send a stranger. But in terms of like sexting, such a shit word. Um, having those sorts of conversations with, with a man and it's figuring out whether they, whether the woman wants to have that conversation. Like for me, I'll initiate. I don't mind that because that's, that's, that's fine. But like I say, if I, if I want it, I'll let you know. But to be constantly hit on, maybe, well, I do, which is, a, it can get annoying. It's one of those things. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, can you just not, can we just not have a normal conversation? So then I can understand why guys sometimes don't feel so confident in coming forwards. Listen, there are ways to do it. It's about asking. So if this whole thing of masculine and feminine, like we, we lead, but we can only do so with permission. Right, mm. the dance is only beautiful if the feminine allows us to lead. Right, so just think of it in that concept. You can ask a great question or a great way to do it is like on a date when we when you are kissing. Right, so um, man, I just forgot what like I haven't been on a date for consent. years. <laughs> consent, right? Consent, 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 consent. Okay, it's just really, really important these days. That it's just it's just really important. Um, but people think that, oh, they turn it into some other thing. Oh, what do we have to do? Get them to sign a waiver. No. Um, but you do, have, you do have to ask, but there's a way of doing it. So um, I like, I'm going to kiss you. Is that okay? Right? So that's a leading that's question. Strong. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, I'm giving you my intent, but I'm giving you an opportunity to say no. Yeah. Right? And I'm making that easy. There's the door. Say no. Like, I'm not going to make it just, do you mind if I kiss you? That's a decision that you have to make, right? Then you're like, oh, well, do I mind? I don't know. Like, just fucking kiss me already or, or just not or, or whatever. That's yeah. a complicated question, right? That's got yeah. all kinds of connotations. I'm going to kiss you. Is that okay? Mm. That's very different. That's a yes or a no answer. You've got two things to say. There. Um, and, and you can use that, that, that method can be used with, with, with sexting. I'd like, to, I'd like to tell you what I want to do to you this evening. Is that okay? Thank you. <laughs> that is exactly what guys need to do rather than try and force a conversation or like, are you interested? Like interested in what? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't be vague guys. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Is that okay? There we go. I think that's going to be the main takeaway. <laughs> Um, it's the unsolicited dick pic the 21st century handbrake turn (laughs) (laughs) brilliant Uh, I don't know I started a little campaign about dick pics and since I've regretted it it's the worst thing I ever did on my social media because now just women women bombard my inbox with all the dick pics that get bombarded into theirs and like some some of the stuff I mean that thing that you posted about the other day and weirdly enough that is the second time a woman has told me of that exact scenario really yeah that exact scenario so I don't know whether it's the same guy it might be but I doubt it but um I think it's a thing it's just I've like like you I've been thinking about this and trying to work it out like what makes somebody think I'm gonna do that and send that to a stranger sexual repression all kinds of look there are lots of different reasons for that and we we talk about this with i mean sometimes it works <laughs> like you know because there's some freaky women out there too 
Yeah, well, someone said, uh, Matt said it's uh, like door-to-door -door sales. Someone's eventually going to say yes after a thousand knocks. <laughs> but like, there's easier ways to do it and, it, and like, you only have to knock 10 times. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Again, my brain don't work like that, so I just I no. don't. I think that's a whole other conversation anyway. I think this is more about like finding that, that balance in uh, in a personal relationship and being confident enough to have this sort of conversation because so yeah. many people won't. And I know there'll be people listening or watching live um, thinking, oh, I could never do that. But actually you can. It's mm -hmm. just like, like Fidel says, asking the right questions. Asking the right questions. And I, and I, and I think... So if, if women are ready to do that, there are ways of women kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word manipulating, but there, there are ways of women opening the door to allow the guy to then lead. Do you know what I mean? Like going, you know, shall, shall, shall we have a conversation about this? Um, you know, and, and just kind of, oh, I wish we, would, we'd, we should talk about it. Those are kind of dreaded words for a lot of guys because it's like, oh shit, no, we're going to talk about we something need to talk. serious. <laughs> like, like the message you sent me, yo, when you want to talk about sex, like, come on, that's a great conversation. That's a, that's that's one way of doing it, ladies. <laughs> I was going to turn that down, like, um, just put it out there, you know. <laughs> keep it simple. Keep it what, simple. Keep it simple. What are your top tips then to? Well, men. I was going to say many men, but and women for being comfortable in the moment being comfortable in the moment mm. in what like in when they get to the bedroom yeah because that's the bit right so i've i've had some conversations with people and they're like oh well i have to have the lights off and under the covers and don't like get like touching and this and it's like well hold on a minute this is the whole point of it Mm. to explore sex is an exploration of you and them so there's a few elements at play there uh one of them is is deeply personal isn't it it's it's about body confidence mm -hmm. body confidence and how comfortable you are in your skin naked and how comfortable you are physically um and that's something for the individual to to deal with really um, sure another person can come along and, and help you work on it and improve it by by making you feel safe and, and secure and 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 that you won't be judged um but the the best way is if if, if that's you get some coaching and therapy man and and like work work on yourself that's personal development right there mm -hmm. if you don't feel comfortable uh, there's a massive misconception um from from women and this is societal which is like guys find women's bodies sexy like it doesn't we don't like liking a, a model or a um celebrity female or whatever yeah in, on the telly is one thing but actually getting to touch a naked body with all its like lumps and bumps and fat bits and wobbly bits and hard bits and droopy bits and stuff like that it's sexy like the sexy bit isn't isn't that stuff it's the confidence so like you can be with the world's most beautifully stunning woman and her body's in absolutely pristine condition and everything's all growing and everything else like that. But if she's rigid, an iron board, enjoyable, is it? I was on a, a sex show the other day on YouTube. No, that came out wrong. A sex <laughs> <Wait, wait. laughs> 
And they were talking about the ironing board phenomenon. Like, you know, if you're, uh, if you're just an ironing board, it doesn't matter how beautiful your body is. Yeah. You don't have sex with an ironing board, like as, <laughs> as well adorned as it might be. Like, yeah. I would much rather have sex with a, I don't know, come out of some monster. Not stuff, an ironing right? board. A lumpy sofa or something like that, because it's <laughs> more That's welcoming and inviting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to, that, that's a better experience. And like, guys, guys really aren't that fast. That's, again, it's coming out wrong, isn't it? We, this is too early. We haven't had wine or anything to be having this conversation. But like, I'm drinking at the moment. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I, I have my. I'm not going to wind you up. I had a beer last night after my flight. Got I had one cold beer in the fridge. The rest of my house is just empty of booze. Two months. Um, Hold on. <laughs> but so, so a lot of it's false. There's a lot of this stuff is just false. It's false. Confidence is what's sexy, right? Yes. In men and women. Yes. In men and women. Just being confident. It doesn't matter how big your willy is or whether you've got a beer belly or whether you... You say willy? How old are you? Five? Uh, no, no, it's daytime, isn't it, man? I'm hoping one of my kids are watching this now. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is, like, the, the confidence with which um, you own it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it is all about the confidence and the way that you hold yourself and talk to the other person and, and all of that. Um, so I just got distracted by all sex talk. I thought this was going to be you two getting it on. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, you'd have to subscribe to. <laughs> What's it called? I think called? Everyone's getting one. I actually looked into it, setting up my channel. Only fans? I was going to do a naked cooking. Naked cooking, nice. I was going to cook my dinner like when it goes on. And I, I set up my Amazon wish list and everything. <laughs> on there. What stopped you? you? Well, what huh? stopped you? That's Literally IT issues. Like, I couldn't figure it out. <clears throat> I, can't, I don't even know how to use TikTok. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know um, no, me neither. But I think you just um, record and upload. That's great. Yeah. I think you can do lives on, on there too. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, well, that, that's that's another phenomenon, isn't it? Yep. That side of things. Well, I'm going to end the live. So if you want to um, hear the rest of the chat, then you'll have to tune into the podcast, <laughs> Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life. Um, and we are going to continue to talk um, about OnlyFans and ethical porn. Yay. I'm looking forward to that bit. Yeah. So come and find us on the podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, you are already here. <laughs> so how does one find ethical porn? Google it. Google it. Literally Google Right, I'm going to do that right now. Ethical porn. Ethical. A few of them. That's what ethical. <laughs> oh, dear, I'm joking. Oh, Why is it that... I don't want you. Uh, so Belessa is one. That's one run by women. B E L L E S A. Sorry, the other thing to do with porn is to pay for it as well. Like the concept of free porn, I think, has caused a real problem. Right. Interesting. Continue. If if, well, if you're getting it for free, like the people involved are not going to get paid. So if people aren't getting paid, how else is it going to be produced? So people aren't going to willingly do stuff for very little or no money unless mm-hmm. they're being coerced or forced, right? Just think yep. about it logically, okay? So then what happens, right? People are going to get coerced or forced. Yeah. Bottom line. 
So if you're then contributing to, if you want high quality porn, if you want to make sure you're contributing to ethical porn and, and the, the actors and actresses are actually getting paid a decent wage um, and don't have to be coerced or forced, then bloody contribute, man. Don't be such tight ass. Pay that's for your porn. Good, that's a very good point, actually. Pay, pay for your porn. But I mean, that's a good campaign. I'm going to start running. Pay, pay for your, your porn. So Balesa is a good one. Uh, it's quite feminine. And, and there's stuff out there. I mean, whatever your kink or fancy is, like you can, you can find it in an ethical way. Um, How yeah, it's ethical big, love? Those big, like, tube porn sites are, yeah. the, are, are, the, are, the, are the bad thing. Because they get up, so many videos get uploaded, hundreds of thousands of them an hour from all over the world. And they've just got no way of filtering where they are. Who's, who's uploading them, who's involved with them, whether they've got no way of seeing whether the, people, whether the actors are underage, mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. they've been kidnapped and stuff like that. Um, so just don't, don't go on there, man. Go to the smaller bespoke stuff. Again, unfortunately, most of them are run by women. I'd say unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I mean, like a, lot of, a lot of guys are kind of put off like, oh, they're run by women, so it's like women, women porn, so it'll all be like a cool thing, but it's, it's not. What's women porn? Well, if you look on if you look on the tube porn sites and you type in like female friendly porn or like porn porn for women, it's the more softly, gently. It's got the music and all that sort of stuff. Like, oh right, it's a okay. bit more. So they can't find their kinky shit, basically. Um, so that's the concept of what female done porn is, and and I think it was a lot of times because again. And lots of women and the majority if we take a if we're going to make a massive generalization aren't into fucking you know pregnant teen gets gangbanged like what the <laughs> fuck is that shit anyway um, it's a good point like yeah so yeah but there's still a lot of the like kinky stuff bondage bdsm all of that stuff um and mo most of the things you could ever desire from your pornography needs have been has now been made by women do you, do you think porn has changed people's perspective of things because it's so readily available i think it's a massive problem i think it's a i think it is a massive problem i think it's slightly different for our generation or my generation there's a bit of an age gap between us certainly in our 40s like we grew up with you know magazines razzle and stuff like that you know, um, you look back at those days with the innocence of it, eh? Um, Debbie Does Dallas and all this, and that the innocence of 80s porn now compared to what there is and now. The cards, the, the playing cards. Yeah, oh, the playing cards. Yeah, coming back from Amsterdam on the school trip. Um, naked playing cards. The, uh, like, it was, it was different times then. And now, yeah, just the, the volume, the ease. And the violence, that's the bit that, that does me. This this aggression and this this oh I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable with it at all. And obviously I've got three daughters mm -hmm. and that is my concern. And I've spoken to young people about it and it distorts the way that they they view sex. Men and women, the the boys are under just as much pressure because they're looking at these guys with bloody twelve inch cocks. Yeah. And uh, not really. And <laughs> it's just like shit. And again, this is something that doesn't get said. Like, they're all like black guys have got a double pressure. I mean, I remember when I was younger um, and it's, it's like a stereotype that we want to step into uh, in a way 
yeah. if you haven't got a fucking 10 inch cock and you're a black guy like yeah. that's doubly bad like you're doubly shit 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 she's expecting like a lot especially if you're having sex with with white women there's a kind of fetish thing going on and i know this because i've i've had it like i've had yeah. it in my dms i still get i get i get it like you know yeah um well i bet you've got a fucking massive cock or oh, you're a black guy you, you know and you're like well you know I don't Oh, all right. Yeah. Right. You get fetishized by it. And so yeah. is that is that actually all you want to sleep with me for? Is because you think I've got a massive cock. Yeah. Yeah. Um How does that so make you feel? It feels weird. And look, don't get me wrong, like sometimes it's like, do you know what? Actually, yeah, I'm gonna take a bunch of that, it's gonna be fun. But really, um again, and as you as you get older and you don't feel, you know, when you're a young stud. Like, and you just want to shag anything, you'll, you'll, you'll take anything, like, you know? You'll, yeah. you'll do it all. But actually, as you get older and it's you become more emotionally aware and just that, and more more fussy, more cheesy about where you... I, I also want to get T-shirts made saying, respect the dick. <laughs> I think guys need to respect their penises a lot more. Um, a lot of more self-confidence will come from that. You don't need to stick it in bloody every older, every that, that is offered to you. Um, not. you know, not that... It's not that scarce. And as soon as you start thinking like that, um, you'll find it becomes less scarce. Do you know what I mean? That's um, a really good point. It's a really good point. It's not like, oh, this is the, this is going to be the last woman I ever sleep with, unless you get married. <laughs> um, yeah. I was, um, I've forgotten where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, guys, listen, it's harder for, for men to have sex than it is for women. Look, me and you walk down the street, and we both start asking men and women if they want to have sex, right? You're going to get laid way quicker than I am, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In fact, multiple times before I even get one. So it's easier for women to get sex. So you have a different, there's a different mindset around it. You feel like you can be more choosy about it. And guys think, actually, do you know what? Sex is really fucking hard for me to, to get. Um, for, for the majority of men, and that is a, that is a true, true thing for yeah. you. So they literally will just take, take anything that's offered, yeah. whether they're being degraded, whether they're being disrespected, whether they're being used, whether it's going to be a toxic relationship, you know, all of that stuff. Um, they'll, they'll take it and they'll, they'll stay with it um, because they're getting sex. And that's quite um, sad. It is. So it's time to shift that thinking because there are plenty of people on this planet at the moment. Although by the time this comes out, there might not be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the powers that be have their way. <laughs> Yeah. But that mindset that mindset is also part of what's stopping them having more sex absolutely and it's the same with everything in life isn't it the feminine is is everything it's abundance right it's it's being money i believe is part is connected to the feminine energy of the world sex is connected to, and, the, and women themselves are part of that feminine energy and if we shut ourselves off and have a ha, have a kind of restricted mindset about it rather than an abundance mindset about it mm-hmm. once you allow it once you take all of those things down and you you connect with feminine energy in your positive masculine abundance will be yours my brothers abundance will be yours that's how you have more sex people (laughs) yeah man put your crown on treat yourself like a king respect your dick um and you will have more sex perfect I think we should leave it there on that note because I think that's a brilliant end. So what was it? Respect the penis. Respect the dick, man. Respect the dick and pay for your porn. Yes. I love those. I'm going to write those both down and keep them. 
I like them too. So where can people find you, follow you and stalk you online and not send you um, unsolicited I'm lying. Please don't. It's really awkward. Um, women yeah. aren't used to being told no. Like, you know, no, that's led to some really awkward conversations for me. Anyway, we're not, we're ending it now, aren't we? Um, yeah, so fine. <laughs> you can talk about if you want. That's fine. But like, so women aren't used to, Maybe we'll do it all there. Like, <laughs> we're not used to being turned down, so it can yeah. get me to me, Ask me first. Uh, but actually, it's it's more about respect then, because you're not disrespecting them by saying yes. Exactly. I respect my dick, so I'm not just going to say yes because you sent me a pair of boobs. Like I'm just mm-hmm. not. Fair I'm enough. Not that easy. <laughs> I'm not that easy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, so if you want to find me and not send me boot pics, uh, my name's Fidel Bohill, B-E-A-U-H-O-L-L. Find me on Facebook is the place where I hang out the most. Um, I run the Modern Man Club on Facebook and the Modern Woman Club, which is interesting. There's uh, 670 women in there now and me. Cool. Uh, so it's quite good fun. There's 1,500 guys in my Modern Man Club, both free communities on Facebook. Uh, my website is modernman.org.uk. Uh, where you can find out all about my coaching packages and everything else like that on there. And The Modern Man's Guide to Divorce will be out in November and available on Amazon and all good book-selling stuff like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we'll put all of those links in the show notes, etc. as well. So um, I want to thank you very much. It's been a really interesting conversation. Yeah, I, hope you, I hope you've enjoyed it. Wow, it's been fun, hasn't it? Cool, it has been fun. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Make sure you do get in touch with Fidel and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help and stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey and join the Better Together for Confidence and Mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.